Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Cork Today on C103. That's the uh, well-known signature tune from Coronation Street and we all might be limited in how we watch our favourite soaps because a policy document leaked to the online news site Politico revealed last week that the European Commission has floated the idea of removing UK-made TV and film from its definition of European content to discuss the potential impact of uh, such uh, a move. I'm joined by MEP for the South, uh, Billy Kelleher. Good morning to you, Billy. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, and, and you're welcome. Would such a move be more damaging for us, the Irish viewers, than say it would be other European countries? Oh yes, there's no doubt from an Irish perspective it would be very damaging for the national broadcast and all the other providers of um, television and streaming content in Ireland. Uh, we certainly, you know, need to uh, argue the case and ensure that the Commission's proposals uh, don't go ahead as they have been leaked uh, in terms of redefining uh, British-produced um, programmes as being non-European. And that is the kernel of the issue. At the moment, they are, but because of Brexit, they have ruled themselves in the European Union. And to be considered uh, European content, you have to have some connection uh, with the single market, or you have to be signed up to various uh, broadcasting conventions uh, but I'm certainly of the view that this will be exceptionally damaging to um, the choice that Irish viewers have become accustomed to. And uh, certainly it would be commercially damaging to the television stations in Ireland and streaming programmes in Ireland. And on top of that, uh, countries that would have a strong uh, historic connect in terms of English-speaking, English-language programmes like Denmark, uh, the Netherlands, um, Northern Germany as well, for example, uh, which would use a lot of um, English-speaking uh, uh, television programmes as well, that would have an impact as well. So overall, and, uh, it's very damaging and it looks like it's vindictive and petty. And at the moment, is there, is there a percentage of programmes that must have a European content? Yes, it's uh, defined in the, uh, the audiovisual directive. So about 30% of your programmes must be European content. Um, and so from that perspective, uh, uh, you know, Ireland uses a lot of the programmes from the UK, so that's, that's fine. But if you are to have them as European content, well, then we would have to start sourcing them from elsewhere other than the um, UK. You know, so you would end up potentially watching programmes produced in other European countries, which is fine, but doesn't give the Irish viewer the choice that they want. Is, is it a bit of a slap on the wrist to the UK? Is, is this all going back to Brexit? I mean, is that what this is all about? 
Well, I've no doubt that, it's, it, it, in my view, it's, it's, it's slightly vindictive uh, and even petty being truthful if this is the thinking of the Commission in terms of the review of the directive and what's redefining European content. I mean, the UK is geographically in the same position as it was last last week and, uh, you know, before Brexit and post-Brexit. Uh, there is still strong uh, link between the UK and Europe in terms of, you know, people going on holidays, people uh, trade. You know, things haven't stopped because of Brexit. They've got awkward, they're disappointing, politically it's uncertain, but at the same time, you know, there is still strong links there. So I just believe that this is petty. And of course, on top of that, Patricia, this uh, is being encouraged by other countries that have strong uh, TV programming content production systems ah. and, and that want to push... People who, who will benefit uh, from it. How, how have the likes of RTE and Virgin Media, how have they, and, uh, how have they reacted to it? Well, in fairness, they've been very proactive, uh, being truthful. Um, RTE, um, the Director James D. Forbes and and others in the other TV programs as well, or TV stations, uh, have been on to us, uh, you know, some time ago. We were aware this was becoming a bit of an issue last June. Uh, we did raise it with the Commission at the time, but clearly um, their thinking is still along the lines of um, removing UK content. So uh, we have a way to go, uh, but the, the television pro- uh, stations have been very proactive in, in you know, highlighting this. So they're, ner- they're nervous about it? Okay, clearly very nervous. I mean, their programming content, Patricia, would have to be fundamentally changed. I mean, yeah. they have no access to UK content. You know, some of the iconic soaps and programs that generations of Irish people have been watching uh, would be removed, um, and we would be obliged to watch uh, programming from uh, that would be European content. So it might be from the European Union itself, um, which would mean a lot of it would be dubbing in, in terms of language. Um, or subtitles, yeah. Subtitling yeah. As well. but, but, the, but the flip side then, uh, trying to always see, try, try and see a sunny side to every story, could it be an opportunity for Irish production companies to make more TV programmes? Yeah, well, I certainly believe that since COVID, um, the, 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 the concept of subtitling and, you know, with others, uh, the streaming programmes coming on stream as well, in terms of Netflix in this world, that people are more amenable to looking at programmes in different languages with subtitling. I just think that is now a part and parcel of, of modern life and the technological events that made it you know, quite easy to read while watching. Uh, but you don't want to be putting people in a straitjacket in terms of choice. You, you want to be, give people choices of what they want to watch. And the idea that we would uh, punish the UK to advance uh, pr- production companies in the European Union in my view, is wrong because it would punish the UK, but equally would punish European citizens in Ireland, in Denmark, in the Netherlands, and across entire the European Union that do watch programmes that are made in the UK and that are uh, through the, the, the English medium. Could an Irish company do a co-production with the British company to get around it? Well, I mean, that's, that's going into, that's building into the detail of what we haven't seen yet in terms of their proposals. But, I mean, I just think that would be the wrong way. I mean, it should be the spirit of, look, Art and art endeavour and the artistic side of the world should not be straitjacketed uh, and people should be able to watch and companies should be able to produce and there shouldn't be a hindrance uh, of, you know, that or sort of state getting involved in what people can and can't watch. And I just think it would be vindictive, it would be petty to diminish Ireland's um, uh, choices in what they watch. But equally, on top of that, it, it just would be wrong to become restrictive in the area of artistic endeavour, which programming 
and creativity is part of. Okay, this, as I mentioned in the introduction, was a leaked policy uh, document. So, am I right in saying? I mean, you'd have to do some kind of a full impact assessment would have to be carried out before something like this could be introduced to 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 discuss exactly what we're talking about, the knock-on effect that it would have on Ireland and other European countries. Well, yes, but I mean, impact assessments, in my view, is a difficulty we see in agriculture, we see in many other areas. A lot of European policies uh, do not actually have an impact assessment in advance. <laughs> they, have, they, they assess the, 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 um, the, the impact post-event. Uh, but I, I always believe that there should be uh, a pre-impact assessment of policies uh, that they actually do a, a huge due diligence and assessment of what a particular policy would have an impact on. And certainly, look, any cursory look would know that if Ireland had to source its European content from uh, other countries other than the UK, it would have a, an immediate impact on what we have traditionally watched uh, across the board. Uh, and that would be an area that, you know, um, would be very, very damaging. Someone is asking, what about Sky Sports Soccer? Obviously, this is a, a football fan fearful that they lose their football matches. Well, like they would be, that would, that would be slightly different in the sense that they would be pay-per-views. But I mean, like if you are streaming um, or if you are watching on broadcast, um, they, you know, they would be, but like, yes, the, the matches they would say, for example, that would be shown, would say, on a, a television station, you know, could be impacted as well. So it is quite, it is quite disturbing. Now, as I said, we haven't seen the entire detail, but you know, you could have obviously the soaps and all those programs. But I mean, there's many others, uh, quiz shows, um, type, you know, all of these things that are produced uh, in the UK would have would be very difficult to be shown in Ireland because very quickly we would run out of having the obligatory thirty percent EU um, um, uh, content sourcing. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll keep a close eye on this one, um, Billy. Thank you for that. And thanks for joining us on the programme. Thank you, Patricia. Uh, Good morning to you. That is uh, Billy Kelleher, uh, MEP for the uh, South and a threat to a lot of the soaps that we enjoy, the Coronation Streets, the Eastenders, the Emmerdale Farm, the I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Somebody said I would hate to lose I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It could be one of the ones uh, if we have to run with that 30% has got to be of European origin and the UK, technically not a member of the EU, so we may have to stop taking their TV programs. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.